Chapter Six of Fritz to the Front by Edward L. Wheeler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kirk Ziegler. On the scent. Fritz had been stunned a little, even after tumbling off from the yelping Irishman. Still, he had sense enough to struggle to his feet on seeing the smugglers rush from the building. Shut hoop! He cried, addressing Grogan the smugglers are upon us draw your weapons if you have any and fire on the weapons grogan growled refusing to hear reason ach holy virgin it's kilt sure i am entirely hello what the devil is the matter here the captain shouted waving his lantern on high who is it that's making all this noise spies detectives suggested one of his companions shoot em down hurrah death to the spy cried a third and then they made a rush forward and seized upon pat despite his lively use of his bit of buckthorn on the defensive perceiving that he was not seen fritz crawled softly away to a safe distance and then paused to look back the yelling had ceased in the vicinity of the house and the lantern light had disappeared from view leaving naught but blank darkness and the pouring rain which came down monotonously but heavily i'll bet half a dollar dat they've choked their life out off der duke's son of a gun fritz muttered creeping under the cover of a dense tree i wonder off i broke any of his horns ven i lit on him by shiminy he must have a constitution like a mule or it a smashed him all to sausage meat evidently something was to pay for except the sound of the storm and the dashing of the ocean against the bluff all was quiet the smugglers had either killed grogan on the spot or taken him back into the house with them and poor hartley what had become of him that was the question which troubled fritz far more than the fate of the lean man from kilkenny he fuss gone up goose anyhow und i don't suppose it will do some great deal off good to worry about him only i wish i could have saved him he mused it was a wild night at the best and fritz heartily wished that he was back in philadelphia sitting in the old pawnbroker's shop beside his girl rebecca still he would not willingly have given up what he had learned in reference to the smugglers league for a good deal and he was resolved to hang to the matter attentively until he should be able to trip and trap the rogues and break up their existence as an organization knowing of no other available shelter in the vicinity he resolved to linger under the tree until the smuggler should leave the building when he would once more take possession the night was well advanced however when he heard them leave in a body and start off down the lonely road on first thought he was tempted to follow them but a cold blast of wind from off the ocean warned him that he was wet to the skin and the best thing he could do would be to get under roof and dry off he accordingly went back into the deserted house and sat down in the lower hall though not cowardly he had no desire to keep further company with the grinning skull of the late lamented budge whoever he may have been rolling up one end of the old carpet he converted it into a sort of pillow and lay down out of the draught sleep soon came to his relief and he slept soundly until morning when he was awakened by the sun shining in his face through a rear hall window rising he went out of doors to reconnoitre and consider what was best to do next it was a clear glorious morning after the storm the sun shone brightly and a soft salt breeze blew off from the ocean which was at once refreshing and invigorating 
but it was not this sort of refreshment that fritz now yearned for he had had nothing to eat since the previous morning and was decidedly hungry and faint those fellers don't vas can live good days from here what i saw last night he mused but ten to one if i ask them for some things to eat they bounce me out he advanced to the northern edge of the bluff and took a look in that direction to his surprise he saw not more than half a mile away a little village nestling near the beach this village for charity's sake we will call milburg as that name will answer quite as well as any other there might have been a hundred buildings all told and it was evidently a fishing hamlet as a number of small boats and smacks were drawn up along the beach just outside the breakers an ocean steamship of small size and trim build was anchored upon her sides was painted in large letters the word countess i don't know whether i go down there or not fritz muttered gazing down upon the village i don't vas know neither which job i better look to first their smuggler business or their girl business for their later i haf der promise of five thousand dollars for their former i like ash not get paid off mit a broken head still i don't vant to leave dis blace until i trip and trap der game und turn it over to der law for dis is der whole game sure after some deliberation he decided to go down to the village the people would not offer him any molestation probably unless he gave them cause to suspect him and he resolved to be constantly upon his guard descending from the bluff he walked along the beach and finally entered the little burg it was rather a rough-looking place built up of weather-worn wooden shanties a few stores and a sort of tavern there were however two imposing residences on opposite sides of the only street which were built of stone and set down in large shaded lawns passing up the street fritz was the target for many curious glances of rough-looking men who sat in their doorways but paying no attention to them he entered the tavern and purchased his breakfast to which he was able to do full justice afterward he came out in the bar-room and sat down a half a dozen rough-looking fellows were lounging about who to judge from their looks were in the habit of engulfing more grog than was good for them then the landlord who kept close watch over them was the fattest specimen of manhood fritz had seen his girth was enormous he was not a villainous-looking man like the rest and this fact impressed fritz more favorably than anything else he saw about the premises during the forenoon a well-dressed fine-looking man with iron-gray hair and mustache galloped up to the tavern on horseback he looked as if he had been reared in luxury for there was that haughtiness of mind that betokened the arrogant aristocrat good morning john he said as the tavern-keeper waddled to the door will you send up a basket of champagne during the day and a barrel of good ale the champy for her ladyship the countess you know and the ale for the villagers going to have a sort of jollification at the lawn to-night you know in honor of the arrival of the countess and want you all to turn out then he galloped on quite as airily as he had come who vos that big feelin rooster fritz asked when john re-entered the tavern that why that's honorable granby greyville the fat man replied the rich aristocrat who owns most of the land hereabouts a right big feeling man too as you say granby granville eh fritz commented under his breath well dot ish funny 
i thought sure dat was captain gregg der smuggler und i don't vas so much foolish about it yet i bet a half a dollar i find out some things before i leave der place resolved to remain a few days in the village for the purpose of prospecting fritz made himself at home about the hotel one suspicion after another was gradually occurring to him and he was not slow to give them a thorough consideration prior to putting them to test of all things he was desirous of attending the jollification as the horseman had termed it with a view of seeing the countess who he learned had lately arrived from england in her own steamship for a few weeks stay upon the atlantic coast and a visit to her prospective husband greyville during the afternoon a man entered the tavern who evidently had blood in his eye his whole appearance seemed to indicate that he was anxious to have a fight with someone and was not particular who it was he was a large raw-boned fellow with great muscular development his face was large with a bristling stubble of black beard upon the lower portion his eyes were dark and wild his hair silvered with broad streaks of white and worn in shaggy unkempt mass his mouth was large and his teeth projected beyond his lips in a horrible manner his attire too was ragged and greasy with clumsy stogy boots upon his feet and a dilapidated hat upon his head on entering the room he paused and glared around him as if in search of some one on whom to vent his wrath well bully jake what'll you have the tavern-keeper demanded with a frown for the ruffian was evidently an unwelcome intruder well i don't care if i do take a drap o' liquor the man growled glaring around you two blazes i mean what do you want here fat john grunted a furriner a furriner you know i'm death on em and there can't none of them can stay around here while i have things my way what foreigner is there now a dutch cuss blast his eyes there he sets he indicated fritz who was tipped back in one corner oh but i'll go through him i'll pulverize and sow him to the seven winds of the earth then with a tragic stride he made for fritz pausing but a few paces away from him and shaking his fist fairly in his face you look the ruffian cried do you know who i am well i dinks i don't vas half made your acquaintance fritz replied retaining his seat but on guard for an attack if one was made ha oh, ha oh, i reckon not and you will wish you never had afore i get through with yer bully jake declared beholden me my furrin rooster jake jagog commonly known as bully jake the terror of the coast i'm a cyclone i am then i'm prime minister to his honor granby greyville and from him i have orders to demolish every turin craft what sots anchor in his domains therefore if you want to escape teetotal annihilation i'd advise you to get if ye ain't seen goin in less than two seconds i'll stamp ye out of existence well when i gets ready to go den i will go but not before fritz retorted if you makes me any troubles i plack your eye for you oh ye will eh oh snortin walrus and white-haired whales roared the bully and sprung savagely upon the young detective as if bent on his certain destruction fritz clinched with him it was to be a struggle of brute strength now End of chapter six